G'day, this is Miles, and welcome to the 4020 NRL podcast. Today I'm here to take you through uh, what I believe to be the five strongest uh, halves in this year's competition. Um, So without any further ado, let's, uh, let's get into it. At number five, I have Luke Brooks. Now, uh, Luke Brooks actually managed to finish fifth in tri-assist this year, uh, which is uh, quite an achievement. Um, He finished on 16 uh, with a bunch of uh, other halves there as well. Shows that he uh, has the ability to find, uh, either with a kick or or a pass, the... uh, the ability to find his uh, his outside men and his uh, strike weapons there as much as he can um, at the Tigers. Uh, I thought they had a pretty decent season, the Tigers, considering the roster that they have there. I didn't give them much hope at the start of the season, but uh, they really uh, proved me wrong. And I believe they deserve to be in the finals. I believe they deserve to have that eighth spot. And uh, to be fair, with uh, the Eels making an absolute mockery of... Brisbane making the finals uh, with that four, with that fifty-eight to nothing victory um, was uh, pretty interesting to witness, and uh, I definitely think the Tigers would have put up a uh, better fight. They seemed a bit more up for it. Um, he also finished first in line engages, which is really good, really encouraging signs that he likes to take the ball to the line and uh, and really uh, loves to draw in defenders to try and. Uh, uh, make his outside men uh, better. He also likes to keep the ball alive, finishing first in offloads, which I found very interesting among halves. And um, also likes to uh, poke the ball in behind the line and build pressure quite well, finishing seventh in force dropouts as well. He also managed a sixth-place finish among halves in uh, tackle breaks, which is an interesting thing. He's quite a small bloke, but... Uh, Definitely managed to uh, break a few tackles, and this year had an outstanding season in fantasy. Uh, it was a pretty late round pickup. Uh, I would have expected in any uh, drafts that anyone may have had, um, but he managed to average fifty two point three points a game, uh, which was good enough for sixth amongst amongst halves as well. So, had a pretty good year for Luke Brooks. I definitely think he uh, earned this top five position, and um, I think with Benji Marshall there. Uh, at the moment with the Tigers, I, I think that it, at least with Benji signing on for another year will definitely help Luke Brooks's development. And it's been a long time coming, but I think um, now that he knows um, his role and knows that the team is definitely his and losing players like Tedesco and M- Moses as well was um, has probably uh, let him shine a little bit more than he uh, than he would have been able to in previous years. So uh, hats off to him. I thought he had a great year. Um, moving on to our number four position. Now, this guy had a terrific start to the season. It is Cody Walker. Now, Cody Walker, I thought before the uh, New South Wales uh, State of Origin selection, um, his first uh, eight rounds of the season were phenomenal. Um, after that, he kind of tailed off towards the end of the season, and so did the Rabbitohs to some, some, some extent. I really didn't give him much of a hope going into the finals. Then again, I thought it would be another Roosters uh, Melbourne grand final, and I was definitely surprised by that as well. Um, But Cody Walker still had a very good season all up. Uh, He managed to finish fifth in try assists, which is pretty good for a a 5'8". He had 16 try assists for the year. Um, He also managed to finish third 
in line break assists, which is uh, quite good for for him as well. And he normally likes to take the, the line on himself and um, had a fair few of his own line breaks as well. So that's um, that's an interesting thing that he was able to get people in space and um, get people to hit holes, which was quite good. Um, he second in tackle breaks. He's a phenomenal runner of the ball. Um, not surprised there. He uh, among halves as well. He's he's hard to get hands on, and he uh, he can be a bit slippery at times. And and I think that that really helped him score sixteen tries, which was fifth most in the NRL this year as well. So. Um, Cody had a phenomenal year. He's a strong, strong fella, and uh, he, I think he, he works well with Adam Reynolds. It really complements those two halves. I think they're one of the best um, halves combinations in the league, um, especially with Adam Reynolds' ability to kick. And although Cody Walker actually picked up his uh, kicking game this year as well, he kicked. I think it was more. I think it was six hundred, uh, sixteen hundred. Uh, kicking meters this year as well, so um, more than last year, and uh, he definitely picked that up as well. Um, averaged forty four point one fantasy points a game, uh, was fantastic uh, early in the season as well. Uh, would have been putting up big numbers fantasy wise, and would have been a good mid season trade if you could uh, get uh, uh, sell him high as well. Uh, in any draft that you would have been able to go on, I definitely think his tackle breaking ability and scoring ability really shone this year. I just, it's really a shame that he didn't, um, he didn't continue that form, somewhat uh, to some degree uh, after the state of origin um, disappointment of uh, game one uh, when he got dropped. However, I really think that uh, damned his confidence. But he he spent the next half of the season rebuilding it and. I think it was an admirable finish for the Rabbitohs. I don't know what's going on with Sam Burgess uh, at the moment. Um, I think there'll be a spot opening up there for them to uh, bring in another marquee forward to really compliment Cameron Murray. Uh, I definitely think he has become their number one player there and uh, such a young age too. Um, but I definitely think Cody's going to be imperative to uh, them uh, moving forward in, in in their competition, especially with Wayne Bennett there being the coach that he is as well, um, with such a good reputation. I think he's a little bit past it at the moment, um, but I, I definitely think that they will have uh, a pretty decent 2020 season. They're not a bad team, the Rabbitohs, but um, I just don't see them having much strike out wide. Uh, I'm not very high on Campbell Graham. And I'm not very high on any of their outside backs. Uh, they need a fullback uh, desperately at the moment as well. Um, Damian Cook's a phenomenal player as well. I can't forget him. Uh, it was fantastic once again for them this year. I thought he might have a bit of uh, the second-year blues, but boy, was I was dead wrong um, at the start of the year. I mean, it was just a feeling that I had. I had no, nothing to back it up or anything like that, but uh, I definitely thought he, um, he had another phenomenal year for them. And uh, anyway, moving on from Cody, I have in our third spot, uh, Luke Curie. Now, Luke Curie was an interesting choice for me. I think um, him being a part of the Roosters setup is extremely important, him being in the team. Um, When he was out for that uh, four-week period, they actually lost two games, um, one close game to Melbourne and then another to the Penrith Panthers, who... 
uh, didn't really have much of a good season, um, was uh, one of their um, one of their late wins of the year, um, and they they beat the Bulldogs. So especially when the Bulldogs weren't really going hard at it. I mean, the Bulldogs made a good run towards the end of the season, but uh, at that point in time, they were really not uh, playing well. And uh, I I definitely think that him, him being out hurts them whenever he is out. But uh, I was disappointed that he didn't get to play Origin this year. I think um, uh, he's really deserved it at this point. Um, whether he wants to play for New South Wales or Queensland, it's up to up to him I guess um, I'm not too sure about any of that but uh, he seems to want to play for New South Wales spent uh, most of the, uh, the rest of State of Origin playing for New South Wales so I think he'll be playing for New South Wales so uh, born in Ipswich though so that's uh, that's one we get back on them I guess um, he finished second in try assist this year which was a phenomenal effort uh, to back up his uh, 2018 performance where he pretty much led um the Roosters threw that grand final against Melbourne and, and thoroughly deserved his Clive Churchill medal for it. Um, the line break assists was another big uh, another big topic for, for me as well. I think Luke Keary, with the amount of strike that the Roosters have across the park, you've got Luttrell, uh, Tedesco, uh, Joseph Manu as well was particularly... Uh, good this year, as well as players like Boyd Cordner and Angus Crichton and um, Jared Rabria Hargraves, uh, all, all these great players. Um, I thought he really took over the reins from Cooper Cronk this year. Cooper Cronk had a very down year, um, if I'm to be honest. He didn't really show much, Cooper. Um, so I really think it was a it was a passing of the torch year. Um, Especially for the Roosters, I think moving forward they're going to have to find a new, a new spot for someone in the halfback role to cover for Cooper Cronk, and um, I think Luke Keary will be uh, will be imperative to their success moving forward as well. But uh, you know, back to back premierships for the Roosters um, can't really say much more about them. And I think Luke Keary is also a un- very underrated defender as well. He uh, Managed to finish fourth among halves in uh, tackling efficiency as well. So um, I think he is one of those one of those guys who will uh, benefit um, from the reins being handed over to him and uh, really um, patrol his team around the park uh, just as well as uh, Cooper did. I mean, he's had he's had twenty four months to learn from Cooper. If he didn't learn anything, then I think. Um, you know, he it was a wasted experience, but uh, they won two premierships uh, in Cooper's time there. But I, I definitely think that Luke Keary has been the better of the two over the last two years, um, which is uh, which I think is only going to help him moving forward. I think this is the time where he's got to really step up and be the uh, the premier um, half in his team. Um, at the at the Rabbitohs when he when he was there, I think Adam Reynolds had had a bit of the reins there and did a lot of the kicking duties as well. But I think Luke Keary really um, stepped up his kicking game this year and uh, and started to uh, take a bit more of the load off from Cooper um, as well. So um, hats off to Luke Keary for winning another premiership and the Roosters as well. Um, they were thoroughly dom- dominant this year and uh, I guess it's uh, it's a shame for the rest of the league, but. Uh, 
you know, um, club when clubs are dominant, it's really hard to uh, to get away from. Uh, in the number two spot, I have Mitchell Moses. Now, Mitchell Moses was uh, fantastic this year, and uh, I think just as my number one selection as well, I think really was part and parcel to the uh, success of the Parramatta Eels this year. Uh, they had a lot of strike out wide. I think him and Mike Acevo were really the driving forces for Parramatta, uh, finishing where they did in the latter this year. He was first in try assists um, in the league and uh, really stepped up his kicking game. I think averaged uh, th- was third in average kick metres uh, this year as well uh, per game and also fifth in forced dropouts. And uh, I definitely think that he, his ability to build pressure from kicks was uh, really something that teams uh, didn't didn't work out uh, quite well uh, this year. I, I think that his ability to run with the ball was was so scary as well. I think him being able to develop a, a good kicking game um, has definitely helped him um, this year as well. And I think he and the Parramatta Eels really benefited from him playing well and can go missing at times uh, still. Um, I do understand that, and I, I do think that in bigger games he does need to really step up and, and and take the reins, and it's really hard. I think this year is the first year he's kind of had the whole team on his shoulders, and when you're the halfback, you really um, need to work off uh, the strength of your forward pack, and I don't think that the Parramatta Eels forward pack is that great. So he didn't have much to work with there, so I'm going to cut him some slack and and really think that he uh, he deserved to uh, to be uh, in this number two spot. I, I really think that he, across the board, um, finished in the top tens for a lot of things. Um, tackle breaks is another thing with his running ability. Line break assists was in the top ten as well. And... Um, I also think uh, he was just outside the top 10 in line in gauges too. So uh, I think the only thing holding him back, I thought, was the amount of errors he made. He uh, ended up making 40 errors this year, and that's simply not good enough. I think with Mitchell, he's got to uh, really take care of the ball. He takes a lot of chances, and I think sometimes you want your half not to take you know, reckless chances, you want him to take calculated chances, and I think he's got to uh, start to differ between the two uh, as he matures uh, into a, a better playmaker. Um, and also his defence, his defence was a bit lacking again this year with only 70%, 77% um, on his uh, tackling efficiency. Uh, still can be a bit of a turnstile sometimes. Was asked to make 456 tackles this year, and um, I think he really needs to work on his defense if he's going to make the next level, which I believe would be, you know, they'd be crying out for him to play Origin. I think, especially with the departure of James Maloney, I think a combination of him and Luke Keary in the halves for uh, New South Wales would be a phenomenal uh, tandem, uh, especially if one of them can really because um, they're both creators. They're both really good creators for their outside men and really good playmakers as it is. So I really think that if they can knuckle down on defense, if he can really knuckle down on defense, Mitchell Moses, I don't think 
an origin jumper is very far off um, as well. So uh, especially him playing in the nines for Australia this year, I think really, really helped him being man of the tournament, uh, really helped as well. So I definitely think he uh, was also a very big fantasy uh, pickup as well. Uh, finishing second amongst uh, halves with 54 points a game uh, as well. So you get the good and the bad with Mitchell Moses. Yes, he's going to make you uh, a few mistakes and get you a few points and and everything. You get a whole bundle of things, but uh, he's definitely good to watch. Um, I'll definitely... um, I'll I'll admit that 100%, but uh, I think he... Needs to restrain himself a little bit and uh, work on his defence, and he'll uh, he'll definitely be at the top. Okay, and the moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, my number one spot was actually very easy uh, to hand out. Uh, this player was uh, absolutely phenomenal this year. He uh, killed it in all areas, and uh, that man is Daily Cherry Evans. Um, what can I say about Daily Cherry Evans? He uh, he really uh, stepped up for Manly this year and um, is uh, surprisingly a defensive juggernaut. I mean, he makes 89% of the tackles that he goes into and um, he finished first in, in defensive efficiency for um, for halves this year as well and also finished first in 40-20s. Um, he loves to put his team on the front foot and uh, is also great at closing out games with his field goal um, with his field goal antics as well. Also came first in average fantasy points a game with 58, which is uh, four points better, which is four points better than uh, the next best uh, half in the game. So I thought he had a phenomenal season. Um Manly is an interesting team. I, I really think that besides him and the Trebojevic brothers, they didn't really have um, didn't really have much strike. Um, other than that, I found that when Tom Trebojevic was out, they they really really struggled um, uh, to find that firepower, just that little extra oomph that I really think would have uh, helped them uh, go further in the final series. That and I think the referees made a, a very poor call with uh, Jake Trebojevic being sent to the sin bin. You just don't see Jake Jake Trebojevic making stupid mistakes uh, like that as well, and I think the referees could have used a bit of common sense there and uh, not sent him off. Um, I thought it was play on. I didn't think it was a penalty, So, uh, and I'm not a huge Manly fan, so uh, I really think that they were a little bit dudded there. Um, however... You've got to be able to uh, to bounce back from it and uh, and really uh, not think about it too much and and only think about the positives and try and do the best you can to keep uh, to keep the rabbitos out, which they weren't able to do. So, um, Cherry Evans, though uh, third in try assists again this year, I think that his best attributes are his kicking game. When it's on, it is on, and I'm telling you, there's no one better in the game at it. Um, and he can just carry a team by himself. I don't think he had a solid uh, 5-8 partner this year, apart from really Cade Cust, but uh, it was really hard to 
judge Cade Cust off the amount of games that he played. I think that had he been there a bit longer, maybe I'd be talking about him as a solid option. However, I don't think Dylan Walker is the answer. At 5'8", they're going to have to think of something else uh, there. Des Hasler's going to have to think of something else. And really, I think the talk about the, about the Manly Seagulls at the moment is... Um, is the uh, Drabojevic brothers uh, signing at the moment. Um, they really want to lock them down, and, and, and so they should. They're phenomenal players. I think uh, Jake Drabojevic is one of the best uh, locks in the game at the, at the moment, and, and Tom Drabojevic, one of the best fullbacks. So if, if Tom can stay healthy, I, I really think that they can uh, make another go of it uh, next year and really uh, go hard at it, I think, Curtis Sirenen actually had a good year this year as well, which is good to see for him because uh, so many knee injuries that you just don't want to see happen to uh, to players like that who have uh, such talent as he does. So I think he um, I think he'll he'll get better as well. Uh, just another thing on Daily Cherry Evans, he he's one of those guys who is not everyone's cup of tea, you know, and I and I understand that. I think that a lot of people really don't like him, but you can't um, deny the fact that he is a phenomenal leader, number one, and a phenomenal football player. He's just got... Uh, he's just got knowledge about the game. He's got a sixth sense when it comes to um, playing the game, and uh, I think he learnt a lot from being in those uh, Queensland camps when he was a bit younger and had to learn from guys like Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, and... Uh, and Jonathan Thurston, and, and I think he's going to uh, be leading the Queensland team forward as well. So uh, hats off to him for a phenomenal year. I definitely think he's earned his number one spot as the best half in the game for 2019, and uh, we're looking forward to see uh, what he does next year and who will step up next year. You know, I really think that uh, it's open to anyone. Uh, I really enjoy Bolters coming into the coming into play and. I really hope that uh, people can step up. Anyway, that's uh, that's it from me um, for the uh, 4020 podcast for today. I'm Miles Bergen. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you.